Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how to cure boredom so that we can live a passionate life for God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and if you're anything like me, sometimes you get bored. So today we're looking at how to overcome the boredom that can lead us away from God. And in 2015, the ESPN reported this, this tragic story of a young college baseball player, young athlete named Christopher Lane, who was jogging down a street in Duncan, Oklahoma. And three teens drove up behind him, shot him in the back, senselessly killing this young athlete. And when the teens were later arrested, asked to explain their actions, they said they did it because they were bored. Can you imagine? As Martin Lloyd-Jones said it, sin is always, in some sense, a life of boredom. Or as the Apostle Paul puts it in 1 Timothy, in a warning to young widows, marry again and have children so as to avoid getting into, as Paul puts it, the habit of being idle and going about from house to house and also busybodies who talk nonsense saying things they ought not to in 1 Timothy 5.13. Boredom or idleness will lead to sin. That was Paul's warning. Ecclesiastes 10.18 gives a graphic description of the results of idleness. It says, through laziness, the rafters sag. Because of idle hands, the house leaks. Idleness can lead to disaster. Jesus warned about several different ways that idleness can manifest, one of them being idle words. He said, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty or idle word they've spoken in Matthew 12, 36. Ephesians 5, 4 gives a partial list of what this empty or idle speech looks like. It says, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Idleness produces all sorts of evils. Gossip and slander, 2 Corinthians 12, 20 tells us. And 2 Thessalonians 3, 11 says, We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They're not busy. They're busy bodies. So idleness is the foundation for a whole host of sins. And believers are warned not to allow it in their own lives and not to allow it in the church. So how can we overcome boredom? We're going to look at two familiar passages and find a biblical answer here. And we're going to look at Ecclesiastes 9.10 and Colossians 3.17. And the first section of Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do. So, number one, to overcome boredom, do what's in front of you. I like that. It emphasizes the unpredictable nature of life right? I'm a planner. I like to plan out my day. But no matter how well planned my day may be, something unexpected is always going to turn up. And when it does, God says, do it. That's pretty good advice. The deeper meaning of this phrase challenges us to take hold of the ordinary responsibilities of life and make sure they get done. It's easy for us to live in this never-never land of what we plan to do tomorrow. 
And so we dream about starting a diet or getting a new job or buying a new computer or meeting the person of our dreams or somehow finishing that term paper or painting the living room or learning French or calling a new client or applying to a grant or going back to college or any of a thousand other worthwhile ideas. Meanwhile, there's work to be done. Much of it's tedious and that somehow gets left undone while we're dreaming about what we're going to do someday. Unfortunately, someday never comes for many people. So open your eyes, see what's in front of you, and do it. Number two, overcome boredom by doing your work with passion. The next section of Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, do it with all your might. Not only are we to do whatever lies close at hand, we're to tackle our work with everything we have. Whatever we do, we should do it heartily, with enthusiasm, with passion, with zeal, with 100% commitment. 1 Corinthians 10.31 tells me, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do what you do with passion. Number three, overcome boredom by recognizing life short or YOLO, as we'd say in 2011. Ecclesiastes 9.10 continues, For in the realm of the dead, where you're going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. We're all going to the grave, sooner or later, and all of our plans won't matter then. Our actions, the sum of our lives, will, if we use them for God. So don't think you're immortal. When you die, we're going to take your body, we're going to put it in a box, and we'll put that box in the ground. No one is going to escape the box unless you live until Christ returns. So do whatever you're going to do now. If you intend to do some good deed, do it now. If you have some great plan, work on it now. If you intend to do something or be something or try something, do it or be it or try it now. You don't have time to be bored. You can take it easy in the box. Number four, overcome boredom by knowing who you are. Let's now turn to Colossians 3.17, out of Ecclesiastes into Colossians. And the first part of that verse reads, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What if you had to sign your name? to everything you said and everything you did. Sometimes we're sloppy about what we say and do because we don't think anyone notices what we're doing. Let's take this a step further. What if Jesus had to sign his name to everything you say and everything you do? For every careless word, the name Jesus Christ was attached. And for every careless complaint, the name Jesus Christ was attached. That might stop us in our tracks if we thought his name was attached to our words and attached to our deeds. As the saying goes, sometimes we're the only Bible some people will ever read, and we're the only Jesus some people will ever see. Are we living our lives acting with that expectation? When we start to live our lives in the way that we feel comfortable attaching the name of Christ to, It's going to be hard for us to be bored. So live your life as if Christ was attached to everything you do. And number five, overcome boredom by being thankful for everything. 
Colossians 3.17 ends by saying, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's amazing how well this correlates with the context of Ecclesiastes 9. If you go back and read verses 6 through 9, you discover that the the writer urges us to enjoy the simple pleasures of life. He says, you're going to die soon, so enjoy your food and drink, verse 7. Dress up and smell good, verse 8. Enjoy your wife and the pleasures of married life, verse 9. All these things are gifts from God. They're simple pleasures, food and drink, nice clothes, a happy marriage. This is taking pleasure in the daily blessings of God. When all else fails, when you can't overcome boredom by looking up and doing what's at hand, or by doing your work with passion, or by recognizing your life is short, or by living a full life for Christ, when you can't do those things, you can still cure boredom. Even when you can find nothing else to do, you can take time to be thankful. Boredom can have consequences, but Christ triumphs over the boredom and the sin in our life, if we let him. So my challenge for you today is to let him. Don't spend another moment bored. Find something that you can passionately do for Christ and get to it. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I look forward to talking to you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure the others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.